On this episode of the Wild Takes Podcast, we'll discuss the current state of the Minnesota Wild and where they're at in the wild card playoff chase. We'll also review the month of February and any key games that contributed to the Wild's turning point. We'll also talk about the trade deadline. We'll also discuss some of the top players performing for the Wild right now and also the rise of Alex Stalock. And we'll also go into your favorite Wild Takes segment, which includes the over-under game. All on this episode of the Wild Takes Podcast. Shooter cuts to the middle for Minnesota. Drops to the trailing hooker. On the backhand, they score! Eric Stahl on the feed from Zucker. Sealer able to filter it down for Erickson. That shakes away from Miller and Sullivan score! Marcus Foligno set up by Joel Erickson. And Stahl. Stahl to the outside. Ryan Suter has room. There's Zucker. There's a goal! Jason Zucker! Donato into the corner. Suter centers for Parisi. He scores! Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of the Wild Takes podcast. I am joined by Bubba, who hasn't been on here for... A few episodes how does it feel to be back yeah i've been doing other responsibilities with the take because i'm a renaissance man with this company i've said it since day one i am the bit i am the company and i'm on the throne but it's good to be back on what's this thing called again the wild takes you, you come on i just said it i just said it. it's the wild takes podcast how do too you much too much bong residue in my head you don't smoke that's what you think Okay, whatever. But what, what what responsibilities have you been doing over the last few months that you haven't been able to uh, uh, on been, the wild taste? I've been blogging. I've been doing the Bubba breakdown. <coughs> one blog. You wrote one blog. I've been I've been thirsty for some women and okay. Um, playing a lot of Call of Duty and Fortnite. So yeah. How you been doing on Call of Duty? What's your ranking? What do you mean? What's your rank? My kill death is okay. 2.33. That's sad. That means you play too much. Well, whatever. Gonna... What? What were you going to say? I'm not going to say anything. Okay, fine. All right, well, let's get right into it. Let's talk about, of course, the topic of this podcast, the Minnesota Wild right the now. State of the let's wild. talk about the current state of the team right now. There's currently, I mean, it doesn't really say anything when they're sitting at sixth place out of seven teams in the central because pretty much a central division is stacked and they're only separated by, you know, they're all separated within just very few points of each other, but they are just one point out of a wild card and they're playing tonight as we're recording this on Sunday. This of course won't be out till Monday, uh, on March 2nd, but regardless of what happens against the, on the cap, the game against the Capitals Sunday night, they're right in the mix in the wild card. They come a long way from starting like one in seven or whatever. And now they're here right in the mix of the wild card race. What, what do you think about that? Um, I think this team uh, is uh, underestimated. I've been with this team since day one. I've, I've had high hopes for this team. I didn't want, I didn't want, I didn't want to, I didn't want them to make a lot of trades at the deadline. I wasn't happy that they made a lot of, they made the Zucker trade. With that being said, uh, Dubnik, I think he's done, and I think Stalak is the new number one now. So, yeah. Well, we'll, we'll get into Stalak here in a second, but 
How do you feel? Uh, let's talk about the Zucker trade for a second. How do you feel about Carly Zucker happening? Uh, well, how do you feel about that with Carly Zucker and everything? Well, you Carly, said that I think leave? Carly Zucker staying in Minnesota. I Forever? Think, I think that's what I've heard on the radio. I don't know. It don't matter. I, I'm, I'm not happy with the trade and all because I like Jason Zucker and I think you can build a franchise around the guy. And I said it and I've said it all along. I go, I don't think he gets a lot of credit for all the things he can do. Okay, yeah, he doesn't put 40 fucking goals in the net every year. Who gives a fuck? He does a lot of other He's things. He's got a hot wife. No, I never said that's not why you got to keep the guy. I never said that. Don't really say that. What I'm saying is, is everybody at the take wrote this fucking wild team off except for me. I was the one who stayed with this team. Dude, that's bullshit. Okay, it's not bullshit. It's yes, not it bullshit is. because it's true. No, you it's not. What are we on a debate stage right? I feel like we're on a debate stage right now. Shut the fuck up. Let me talk. <laughs> I was the one paying for wild tickets to go to wild ticket games. I'm the one supporting this team. Well, you guys are just like fair weather fans and only go when they play fucking good teams because you need entertainment because the wilds suck. That's why. Wait, okay. I want to, I want to say there, I, me and you went to a wild game a few weeks ago and it was against San Jose Sharks. They're not that great. And I paid for the tickets, motherfucker. You got Carlson and Burns. They're pretty good. Well, yeah, but they're, those guys are good. I mean, any NHL team has good hockey players, but that team is not, I mean, they're not that great in the standings go, but I pay for those tickets. And I will say that I went, when you and, and, and Wags and Zane were given up on the team saying, I have no more hope on this team. I really have no more hope. You included, you were saying early in the year, stall needs to go. This team sucks clean house i give up and i'm sitting i've been saying here up to just up to last month when it was looking apparent that they weren't going to make a push for a wild card it was still out of question i was like i still haven't given up hope hope i still haven't given up hope yet they still have a chance there's still a long way to go in the season there still is as of this point early beginning of march i never gave up on this team you gave up on this team. I know you. You could find this past This is some footage. bullshit. I mean, you, you're never fucking wrong. You always think you're hey, right. No, I'm not right. This is bullshit. Alex, yeah, Bubba, you, what? when did I ever say I gave up on the team? Uh, when they lost to San Jose. No, no, I didn't. Yeah, you I was did. upset about it. No, I, I, I was upset about it. I said we needed this win. It's a win. You got to win at home. It's, it's a key game, but I didn't give up on them. You're the one who gave up on them. Anybody in their right mind would have. Yeah, but you still have to look at the realistic approach of, like, they could still make a push for a playoff spot. You know, it's not out of question. Looking at it at the time, of course, a couple months ago, when you're looking at how they were playing and the players we have, how they're getting older and, you know, rusty or whatever. But you can look at all you want. But anyway, we, we can sit and debate all we want on who gave up or who didn't give up on them. All we know is the Wild have come a long way from a point where a lot of people probably gave up on them near the beginning of the year, even a couple months ago. And now they're sitting in a spot where they're just a point out of the wild card. They could potentially, as of Sunday night, hopefully by the time we're, you're listening to this, the Wild will have beaten the Capitals and be in a wild card spot officially. But regardless, like I mentioned before, no matter what happens in the Capitals game, they're right in the mix of it. It's going to hopefully I, – I honestly don't think we're going to have the wild card set, at least the last wild card, till the, till the last – till the last game of the season. I don't know. I feel like the NHL always trends that way. I don't think we're not going to see that the last wild card teams in both conferences till that last game day. I don't know what you think about that. 
I think the in a couple of weeks or a week or two, the the playoffs will be solidarity or whatever it's called. They'll be set solidified. In, they'll be set in stone. Everything will be set, and just let's get to fucking playoff hockey. I don't. I'm on it with you, but I I I think this is going to go down to the last. So you're thinking if the Wild are going to be in the playoffs or not? You think it will be solidified in a couple yeah. weeks? Yeah. You'll know by then. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that that's your take. That's a big take right there for Bubba. It's not a big take. It's the truth. Hey, in two weeks, it'll only be the middle of March. We'll still have a little under, like, a few weeks left of the season at that point. There's still a lot of hockey to be played at that point. Well, you know. Whatever. That's your, that's your take. It's a big take. All right. Anyway, moving on. I just want to look at February briefly. I don't know. I mean, were there any, were there any games that uh, going back the beginning of February, I, I still remember seeing that game. I think me and you were watching it possibly when the wild lost six to one to Boston. And it was kind of like a point where it's like, Oh damn. What? Oh, uh, like, you know, they can't keep up with a good team like Boston. They look bad, but then they went on to beat Chicago in overtime. I was at that game on the 4th of February. That was great. And then they, that's kind of, I think how, the winning streak started. I mean, this team has been on a roll lately. I think they've only lost two games in the last couple of weeks. I mean, were there any points in February that stuck out to you that made you think like, Hey, this team's really turning it around. They're really turning the corner. No, not at all. Because if you can't win against teams like Boston, yeah, Boston is a fucking great team, but Boston, you gotta be teams like, I don't care. He's fucking, they're beating average Joe teams. Look who they played. Uh, I guess Columbus is all right the last couple, whatever. But anyway, and then you can't fucking beat San Jose. What the fuck? I don't get this team. This team doesn't show me enough to make it seem like they care about winning. They're not going to fucking win in the playoffs anyway. So why don't they fucking just tank? Well, see, that's that's the that's <laughs> that's the truth. They're well, like no. Kirk Cousins. One one. Kirk Cousins won a game, Alex. Okay, yeah, he did. But you can't sit here and say they need a tank because, one, I've mentioned this before. You're not – if you're Bill Guerin, you're not going to go up to the the coach at the time, Boudreaux, a couple months ago, or now Dean Evason. You can't go up to him, hey, you guys should just tank. Let's, let's, let's just, yeah, you can, no, you can't. That's stupid. That, that they're still, as much as they're thinking about the draft and the future of this team, they're still in a way thinking about this season. They're still thinking about this season. Their mind is still on this season. And, and now that they're right a point away from the wild card spot, they're not just going to give that up. That's stupid. And there's no guarantee, even if you tank and get, and you finish in the bottom five, there's no guarantee at all that you get a top five pick because there's a lottery. We could still get the 12th overall pick. Yes, our chances go up higher, but it's a lottery. We, we, don't, we, we could tank for no reason and still get a pick of if we just played out and got a wild, just finished a point out of a wild card. So I, that's stupid. And we more than likely, there's a very good chance Kirill Kaprasov, the Russian superstar right now, is going to be on this team. He's equivalent to a first-round pick. So we got our first-round pick, build around him. There's no reason to tank because he's more than likely going to be here next year. So you know what? And we already have two first-round picks in that trade from Zucker, which I think was a key asset in, in making it apparent that that trade was actually good, getting a first-round pick. But I'm telling you, tanking is just a dumb decision. I think they need to play out. There are guys on this team like Stahl, Koivu, and Parisi. They they don't want to tank. They want to play as hard as they can to, you know, make a run at the cup. I mean, Yeah, because they're all old fucks, okay? They're all old fucks. 
This team needs to get younger, Jake. This team just they needs do. to start over. I don't care about fucking Zach. I don't care about Miko. I don't care about Eric. I don't care about your ego. You know what? That's the problem with this fucking team is their ego. That's why they, this team's fucking turnover rate with personnel changes with the coaching staff is so fucking high because of those old fucks. They can't make fucking decisions because they get their fucking feelings hurt because these coaches don't play them or they fucking hurt their feelings. That's pussy shit. That's bullshit. If that would happen in Boston, that wouldn't happen in Boston. And you know what? I hope this team fucking just – I hope this team breaks the hearts of Minnesota fucking wild fans. But but you are a wild fan. So yeah, but, you wouldn't want to. But I want it to happen. I want it to happen. Hey, I'm all for. I'm they all have for. Fucking got rid of Zach Parisi. I fucking hate him. Yeah, but I I don't think I wouldn't have minded getting rid of Zach Parisi based on his contract and um looking at yeah where his contract is. But you got to get the right players. I, Bill Guerin said in his press conference after the trade deadline, like, hey. I'm not going to just make a deal to make a deal. He's, he's, Zach Parise still has a lot in the tank. His contract is holding us back, but he's still a good player. You're not going to just get rid of him just to get rid of him when you're getting no good prospects in return. I think, I think New York wasn't holding on to their end of the bargain, and there were some specifics that they weren't holding up to, and we didn't want to get rid of him. He's still a good player, a good, good asset to this team. But I think in the end, they – I don't know. These old guys, they want to play to win. You know, but I, I'm all for, I'm all for that. Okay. Wow. Right. Okay. But I'm, I'm all, like I said, like I, I'm all for, you know, getting rid of players without worrying about what the fans think, because I think so many people like did not like the coil trade or the Grandland trade more so because they just like the personality of the players. They've been on the wild forever and I, I love them so much. Well, you got to get over that at some point. And this is a business. Okay. But Grandland, if y'all, I agreed with it from day one, that was great. I, um, I, Kind of agree with the Charlie Cole trade. He wasn't living up to his contract. Nino Niederreiter trade was trash. I agree that Nino Niederreiter needed to be traded, but for Victor Ass, that was stupid. But in the end, I'm all for trading people without worrying about what people's feelings. But you don't just get rid of people for no for nothing. You know, you're not just going to clean house and get rid of Koibo and Stahl and Parisi for nothing. I mean, come on, can't do that. You yeah, just can't you can. Do that. No, you no. can't. Well, you can if you want to. I mean, what 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 would you have done if you were GM in Bill Guerin's shoes? What would you have done? I would have traded Koivu for fucking at least a fourth. At, at the, I think you could have got a third from Koivu. Yeah. I think you could have got a third. I mean, and then, maybe. And then I would have got rid of, uh, what's his name? Oh, fuck, Zach Parisi. Yeah, but you still got to get the right deal for it, though. Yeah, well, Anders Lee is a proven guy. He's an order game boy, so uh, you know. I well, been... I don't know if the deal. I don't know if the deal involved Anders Lee. Yeah, it did. It did. I heard it was Andrew Ladd. No, Anders Lee. Okay, well, that would have been great, but I bet. I thought that's, that's what I felt. said. Somebody fucked with me. I wasn't Anders Lee. If it was no, Anders Lee, I think it would have been. 100%. Fact check it. Fact check it. It's Andrew Ladd. They, no, they were, Andrew Ladd was involved no, in the deal. No, I don't dumb. know about that. But anyway, it was Andrew Ladd. And, okay, people can be their own fact checkers. Comment or send hate mail on whoever was right or wrong. But I'm pretty sure it was Andrew Ladd. I know for a fact it was Andrew Ladd. And then uh, maybe some picks. Anders Lee would have been incredible. I mean, he's a younger player. I, I think that I would I would do a one one up one up one-for-one one swap, just preasy for Anders Lee. I mean, what the hell? That would have been great, but I think it was Andrew Ladd, unfortunately. 
oh. who's an injury-prone 34-year-old who just has a slimly, a slightly lighter contract. It would have saved us like a million dollars. I think that would have been dumb. But whatever. All right, let, let's, let's move on from that talk and February review. Let's look into player stats now. We have a new like team leader right now in points, and that is the Swiss sensation, Kevin Fiala, 47 points. He has 19 goals, 28 assists. He's, he actually led the NHL in scoring last week with seven goals. What do you think of the Swiss, Bubba? First of all, I want to say he's a Czech because both of his parents are Czech. So whatever the Czechs are going to take responsibility for him, even though that he's Swiss, whatever. He's Swiss. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah, he's Swiss, but his parents are from fucking Czech. Anyway, whatever. it's about time I see a return on this fucking Grandland deal. It's, I'm tired of fucking Fiala. I mean, the guy's overrated. The guy. What? Do you just see the stat I wrote? He led the – or that I, that I said, like, Kevin Fiala <laughs> led the NHL in scoring last week. I mean, the yeah, guy is unreal. It's, like His I said, it's – are filthy. It's good to finally see a return on that yeah, trade. Yeah, no, I agree. I – it was definitely a while until we saw that return. I agree with it right away, but I still think it was a while till we saw it actually – make it look worth it because last year Granlin was way overpaid. He wasn't doing a lot, but he was still a good player. It was a risk. <laughs> what? Granlin's a fucking playmaker, asshole. Yeah, but I mean, come on. He was, we were paying him so much here at Minnesota and he wasn't doing anything for us. He wasn't scoring. He, he was getting some assists. But he's he not a scorer. He's an assister. I know, but he wasn't even really doing that. But it's like yes, he, he wasn't was. stepping up for how much we were paying him. He was not stepping up to be the leader on the ice as, as much as he should have been. And we got a young guy. We're trying to make this team younger. Paul Fenton made the move, but I think Garen would have definitely made the move, made a similar move. I mean, you're to make this team younger. He's a young guy. He's like 22, 23, Kevin Fiala. Gronlin's, you know, he's still younger, but he's getting up there close to 30. You make the team younger. You get him with the Donato and knowing Kirill Kaprasov's coming next year. It's looking good. It's looking I'm not, good. don't say that until he actually comes. Cause Hey, those yes. Russian fucks fucking will sign a KHL fucking deal in a blink of an eye. I know. I get it. I get it. But I think he's I, – I, I mean, there's there's rumors out Fuck, there. Fuck, I wouldn't even go to this fucking team. Why? Stay in the motherland. Stay in the motherland. But he wants to come to America. He wants to live <laughs> the American dream. And fucking play with a shitty team. No, dude. They're Okay, they're a point out of a wild card right now. One of the toughest leagues in all professional sports. Most balanced. We're not shitty. Look, look at the Detroit Red Wings game the other night. We oh, show. Oh, they're uh, great. We, we, we show. No, they're I'm, great. No, can, can, exactly. They're can, can you fucking me, can, phenomenal. Can, 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 can you let me finish my point? My point is. They're no Boston. Look, Detroit. No, they're no Boston. They're a middle of the pack team, but we beat, we beat Detroit seven to one, right? Mm-hmm. Detroit's terrible. They're, 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 they're a shitty team and beating them seven to one shows how far we are ahead of bottom feeder teams in the NHL. We're not terrible because we're not at the bottom of the NHL. We're certainly still that mediocre team. We're stuck in mediocrity that we talked about in a previous episode, but we're not trash. You know, we're not at the bottom of the NHL, but you know, we get a guy like Kirill Kaprasov in here. You very well could, uh, we could elevate ourselves to an elite level and make a run for the cup. One guy doesn't change this team, Jake. No, but with guy, you're right. But with a guy like him, 
with Fiala, you know, even guys like, you know, Jared Spurgeon, Ryan Donato, some of these younger guys, you know, Matt Zuccarello, some of these Everybody's guys. Everybody's making well. this kid out to be the next fucking Ovechkin. I wait till the hey, man. No, I, the, I agree. When this fucking kid comes to America or North America, where the best fucking players play in the, not in the fucking KHL, because that's for a bunch of benders and old fucks. Fucking A, when you get to the NHL, then I'll fucking start making fucking comparisons. I'm not ready to make comparisons yet. No, that's true because he is in the KHL. It is a different league. I mean, there definitely are some fantastic players in the KHL, but I don't think it can. I think the NHL is probably a little more competitive, more well balanced. So, yeah, we'll have to see when he comes here. True, 100%. But looking on now down the list of our player stats is Eric Stahl is sitting in second with 46 points. He has 19 goals as well, but he's minus 11 on that plus minus. So, that's definitely not, you know, that plus minus has definitely been hurting him. And even Ryan Suter, he's a defenseman. He's at minus 11, that plus minus. Zach Parisi is minus 10. And they're their top four, you know, they have the top more most, our top four scores on the team, you know, in points. And those numbers just aren't looking good. I know they've improved in the last couple of weeks. They've been doing better, but that plus minus is just does not look good for some of those veteran players. I, I don't know. What do you think? The plus minus fucking stats a con, okay? Why is it a con? Because you know why? They could have had a fucking five-game fucking stretch where they were just shit. And and they were, what, minus fucking eight. Well, now it could be. I know. It doesn't. That fucking stat just needs to go away. It's It's irrelevant. It's irrelevant. No, I get it because, like, these players have been doing better, but it just shows – I don't know how bad of a start, I guess. I think those numbers are still reflected in, in how they started the season. Um, but, yeah, they definitely improved. But moving on, of course, you have number five, Matt Zuccarello, who's been doing average this year. Then you got Jared Spurgeon, who's been, you know, he started off, I feel like he was, he's been, he's been up and down throughout the season. I know he's injured, but he's been one of the more, more, more consistent defenders. Luke Cunning, of course, is out. Carson Soucy's out right now, but they should be coming back soon. Jordan Greenway, I mean, he's number nine. He's 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 really come to light a little bit. Yeah, here in I the need last to see more weeks. of that kid. But anyway, you need to see more of the kid. Mm-hmm. You think he should be traded? Do you think we should get rid of him? I think I've you could have traded that. him. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, you could have technically traded anybody, but I'm not talking about necessarily no, the trade deadline. You would have got a somewhat of a return for him. Yeah, but I mean, I think like. Jordan Greenway, he's you know you guys you got Marcus Foligno who, who you think should get get the C. Do you still think he should get the C? Sure, why not? Well, Jordan Greenway reflects to me. He comes off to me to me as a very, you know, another physical guy on the ice that can still actually create some plays. I mean, he had a, a really good goal against Detroit. I know Detroit sucks, but he was he went through like around three guys on the sideboards, broke you know went right through them, you know when they were pushing him up against the boards and went down and had a beautiful shot, and beautiful goal, but. Yeah, he's a big guy on the ice. He's 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 a powerful physical man. But yeah, he's I like I like what I've been seeing out of them lately. But then you got the last half of the player stats list. You know, you got Jonas Brodin. He's he's doing pretty good. He has two goals, twenty-five assists, twenty-seven points, and he has an eighteen plus minus. So he's been definitely a guy. I know people wanted to trade him, but I would have much rather have seen Dumba Those fucking motherfuckers don't know the game of hockey, okay? Why? Rodin isn't going to fucking score you a million points. He's a fucking defensive I know. defenseman. 
Those motherfuckers need to get out of this state because they don't know fucking hockey from the fucking back of their hand. They can shut the fuck up. I, I, I agree because I think Brodine is one of the more consistent defenders that we could, it could still be here for a long time with the Wild. With guys like Jared Spurgeon, I think if anything, you traded Matt Dumba. I well, still don't know. have a contract extension here soon. Who, Brodine? Yeah. Well, I, I'd be all for it. Oh. And then right below, of course, Brodine, you have Matt Dumba. Uh, minus, you know, minus, I think he's like minus three now on the plus minus. He's been coming, he, he's been doing a little better, you know, the last few games. Yeah, I, that kid's I, not consistent enough for me. He's not, but do you think he should have been tra- dealt on trade deadline day? Yeah, I think he could have got something for the kid. I mean, he's got a shot, and, and I think he's a power play specialist. I think he could have got some, more more than enough for the kid. Yeah, but I'm surprised that there really, when I, when I re- read into the sources of it, there really wasn't, a lot of interest or anything. Yeah, that really went well, that's what they crazy. say. Yeah, but I really think, I mean, I was watching Russo's Twitter, and I really think if there was something really close to a deal, he would have reported it because the only thing that they, the Wild seem to be focused well, maybe on they're not Parisi. reporting it because maybe they got some moves coming in the offseason. Well, but Parisi Dick, could People don't understand. Fucking okay. summer's just a blink of fucking of an eye away. Mm-hmm. The season's almost over, Jake. I know it is, but I'm just still saying it would have probably been reported. I, I, I guess yeah. that there were there was some potential interest in Dumba and Deadline, but nothing that got even closer yeah. fully discussed because I don't think they – I think Garen didn't want to give him up, honestly. And I'm fine with that. I think Dumba has been – he is inconsistent. He does get, he does get kind of uh, erratic on the ice, but I think you got you to keep him. I think he's a uh, good asset right now. Yeah, he's Making a thunder. What a uh, – so Felino's actually been doing. I mean, Donato's been doing better. He's yeah, he's been coming up a little bit. I mean, he hasn't done terrible. Like he, I mean, at first he wasn't doing. He wasn't doing looking good. He, you know, his thirteen goals. He's been getting more involved out there. He's been creating some plays. He looked like he was slower here like a month ago, but I don't know. He's looking good. He has a nine plus minus, so he's on the ice when we're when we're creating opportunities and scoring. He's been looking pretty good. I don't know what what are your thoughts on Donato right now? Uh, Coil it's... trade. It's too inconsistent. Um, it's like a Dumba. Yeah, I, quite They're frankly. They're all Duncan's consistent. Uh, yeah, I mean, that I would quite... like to see more goals go in the net for the kid. Yeah, but he is getting uh, a little more opportunities. And, man, what do you eat? Like a pizza or something or what? White Castle, you want to endorse the take? I'd be gladly able to accept that. Castle of White. Wait, what would you – if you could get anything free from White Castle through that sponsorship, what would you get? What food? 13, no, eight, uh, 21 cheeseburgers. Sliders? Yeah. Oh, gosh. You know, I barely ever had White Castle in my life. I probably had it twice. Am I missing out? Yeah, because you're a pretty boy, okay? Okay. That has nothing to do with it, I feel like, but whatever. Okay. Okay, move. But let's get back on topic. Okay, let's see if let's see if White Castle does reach out to us. But anyway, then you have your boy, Marcus Foligno, below Ryan Donato. Yeah, I mean, do, 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 does he still deserve the C? Does he still deserve the C? Yeah, the guy's a fucking hustler. The guy, the guy, he cares about the game, unlike some people on this team. And this guy isn't making a million fucking bazillion dollars like everyone else. He's not fucking getting the puck as much as I think he should be getting the puck and he's not getting an opportunity, but he's still fucking putting everything out on the ice and he plays physical and 
He doesn't give a shit who you are. He's going to call you fucking out for it. That's what I like about fucking Foligno. Yeah, I, 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 I would agree. Yeah. I think so. I think I saw like they they attacked they mic'd him up for a game a few weeks ago or a couple weeks ago and showed him how talk talkative he was with his team and trying to help yeah. him out and do better on the ice. He's a good guy. He's a leader out there. Yeah. But going down the list, of course, I don't want to hit on all these because I, I definitely want to move on to the goal the netminders. But then you have Miko Koivu, Ryan Hartman, Brad yeah. preceding them, Carson Susi who's out. But a guy that I want to talk about too is Alex Kochenyuk. Yeah. You no. Know, He's played, what, nine games now at the Wild? Something like that. Has a goal, three assists, four points. He's been a little productive. I know he had that big game. I mean, what was it? Ah, uh, oh, man, who was it against? I'm going to – let me let me pull up the February review. Yeah, I, I'm pretty I sure know. it was – I believe it was Vancouver. Yeah, it was, the, it was the game on the 19th of February. They were playing Vancouver, and they were down like 3-2, I believe it was, and he scored a t- game-tying goal with like – few minutes left and then he ended up going to shootout and winning it in in the shootout so and i know he's really kind of fighting for staying in the in the yeah, nhl he should so, yeah because he's been kind of his stock has kind of gone down i think yeah, he has a good yeah. players just like we've talked about these other players they're too he's too inconsistent so but i mean we'll have to see what he does i think i think he wasn't a bad return to get for zucker especially getting a first round draft pick as much as Zucker might be better than just getting a prospect. He's a good, he's a good sufficient replacement out there. So I can't complain, but then you got a guy who's also been coming up a little bit. Uh, Gerald Gary or Jerry. Is it Gary Mayhew or is it Jerry Mayhew? I don't fucking know. Whatever. Gary Mayhew. I like the guy. He's, he looks like he's not a huge goal scorer and he, he gets a lot of things that aren't necessarily registering in the stats but he's a good, solid player. He looks like he's keeping up with everybody on the ice. I mean, what what do you think about Gary? Mayhew? I don't know. I I, I I don't have a fucking. I don't think I should have a say in the kid because I haven't watched a lot of games when he's been in. Mm-hmm. The kid, I don't know. I, the Wild doesn't. They don't have a good fucking farm system. I don't think. And this kid's the only thing they got left. I think this kid is uh, uh, the only prospect they have right now other than that kid they got from pittsburgh so they don't they have a limited selection i don't know i disagree i mean i think i think there is a lot of players in the hl that are just junk scrap players but you got louis belpedio who's coming up i think he's yeah. gonna be good. you got uh um that dude that we got last year out of college <laughs> what, what clarkson what the hell is name i am blanking on his name who is it you know who it is i don't fucking know i don't watch fucking hl i don't watch hl either but he's come up and played a couple times he's a good player anyway well that that guy he's a guy from like clarkson but he's a good prospect we got some good prospects down there it's not like terrible and then you know we'll get it we'll have another decent draft with two first round draft picks coming up i mean it's gonna be fine i I think our farm system's okay it's definitely not the best in the hl but it's not the worst i don't think it's as bad as people make it out to be but gary mayhew is an is an example of you know the bright spots of our farm system but moving on now, that was all the players. We, we talked enough about the players. Goaltending, I know you have a lot on this. What are your thoughts on the South St. Paul guy, Alex Stalock, getting the start over Devin Dubnik for a majority or for most of the rest of the games in the season? I think it's clearly the smarter decision. Mm-hmm. Look, I don't think Dubnik's doing – 
I don't think Dubnik is what Dubnik used to be. I think he's starting to get up there in age, and he obviously hasn't had the best situation off the ice, and I'm assuming that plays into effect. But yeah, definitely. But I don't think still. he is what he was what, the last four years or whatever, five mm-hmm. years. I think um, I think Stalock clearly is right now seeing the puck better and rebound control and has the better ring. I think I just th- I. I think Dubnik's a number two from here on out for the rest of his career. Really? Yep. Well, what I, I mean, did you expect, I mean, I personally, I've always liked Stalock. I think he's a good goalie. I just didn't, I just never knew how he would adapt to being in a starting role and having to start multiple games <laughs> over, like play, play five, six games in a row. Usually he'll come in Jake, and play one or two. Jake, he's the case Keenum of the NHL. He's never okay. had a fucking shot. Great. I know. I'm just, I'm just saying I didn't know what to expect if he would have – he's never had that shot, so you can't look back and be like, oh, yeah, he'd be fine, or would it get to him and would he – I mean, there's a reason he was a – you almost think, like, okay, there's a reason he was a backup for all these years. How come he never really got a shot to start? So, yeah, Maybe I was worried Maybe because of that. the prototypical goalie is fucking six foot four and fucking 215, 220. Right, so maybe they looked at him being small, yeah. So they gave him a shot. I mean, were you at all worried – when they were going to give like Stalock, the, when they were starting to give Stalock the nod to start multiple games and he was going to be the clear number one for, for a while there for a big stretch and still is. Uh, I think they should, they should have traded Dubnik and called I don't Capo Kappersoff or whatever his name. Well, Capo Kakinen as, 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 as much as I would agree with that, get rid of Dubnik. I don't think anyone's out there looking for Dubnik maybe for a backup, but I don't think he would even agree yeah, to well, that. You, I, know, you, you never know. His best chance to get play more games is at Minnesota right now, to be honest with you. Well, he's not going to fucking play if Stalock has the hotter hand. Exactly. I, yeah, and Stalock's doing fantastic right now. He's quick. He's He just seems like he's super focused out there. I mean, now he has an 18-9-4 record, 2.6 goals allowed average, 91% save percentage, four shutouts and compared to Dubnik who is 11 and 15 on the season. He's along over three goals per game on average over three, about 3.3 to be exact. And their save percentage, he's save percentage is about 89, which isn't terrible by any means, but if you want to be a solid start, he has backup stats. He has backup mm-hmm. goaltending stats and he was the starter for most of the year. Obviously the situation with his wife off the court is not helpful off the court off the ice yeah, it's not point. helpful i'm sorry um it's it's not it's not helping but he just hasn't been himself stay lock i it, the point is i think everybody can agree that devin dubik has not been having a good year it was just do we have a solid guy that can replace him and we do i think people are worried like can say be the guy and can he be consistent and he has been and i like what i've been seeing out of him he's been Fantastic so far this year. Do you have any other final thoughts on Alex mm-hmm. Stalock before we move on? <clears throat> I think you've said it. South St. Paul guy, local. You got to love him. All right, now we're going to move on to everybody's favorite segment. Our favorite segment. Bubba, you actually haven't you've been participating in it, but off air. Now you're finally on it. Yep. We're going to start the Wild Takes segment. It's time for Wild Takes. Okay, so this involves, of course, the over-under game, which is so fun to play. 
and pretty much here is looking at the standings up to this point that we've been doing this for the last few months if you look mm -hmm. at it you're leading in the scoreboard of course right i am because i'm fucking 21 the points. smartest hockey guy in the take well you just take the pessimistic point of view and you win and I it's just the like smartest fucking point of view okay if, if you want to call it that then okay but i'm in second place with 16 points and zane is a close third at 15 points so mm -hmm. it's very close um, still winnable for everybody right now, but you definitely have pulled ahead a little more. Five-point lead, and do you think you'll be able to hold on to that lead uh, until the sure. end of the season? Sure. sure. Is that I've been confident? in the lead the whole fucking year, so why not? You have been, but, I mean, you never know what's going to happen. I mean, it could very well change into April. But anyway, so let's get started with this month's over-under game, the newest edition of the over-under game. So... For all those of you who have not listened before and have never tuned in before to this, so this part, the over-under game is, is fairly simple. I will present a scenario like how many goals, for example, Prezi will score over the next 16 games, and then a number, say like four goals. And we will then choose if we believe that uh, his amount of goals will be under or over that number. And if he gets, for example, if Prezi does score up four goals exactly and you pick the under, that counts for the under. But if anything over, of course, is over. So, to start off, Bubba, I'm going to start you off here. So, Zach Parisi, over the over the next 16 games, of course, we're doing it for the, all the games in the month. Games remaining this month is 16. Do you think Zach Parisi will score over or under eight goals? Under. Under? Yeah, okay. Why? Of course. The fucking stats add up... The percentages are better for me to say the under. That's why. Yeah, you've been taking the. I feel like you've been taking the under almost every time, and you've been uh, you've been doing well. So, yeah. and so I mean, Zane Wags took the under as well. I think I'm going to take the under as well on that. Usually I go over. I just I think Parisi. That's a lot to ask for. Um, I think I think that's just. I don't know. It might, it might be too much to be honest with you. I don't know. I, I feel like, I don't know. I, I feel like I can only really see him getting maybe like four goals max, honestly, over the next 16 games, but we'll see. All right, moving on. Next one. Over or under? Do you think Joel Erickson Eck will score over or under four goals? In 16 games? Yep. Under. He's too inconsistent. Really? Zane also said the under. You know what? I'm going to, I'm going to, I feel a little wild. So I'm going <laughs> to take the over on this one. You're so cocked. Why? Why? Why do you say that? I don't know. You just gotta be different just to be different. No, I, I am being different just to be different on that because you know what? I'm taking a chance here because if he does score over four goals in 16 games, I I get those points, man. I sure. Get sure. So I'm just being different. I'm not gonna sit here say I take the under, just like I did the for Parisi, and mm. I'm not moving in the standings at all because we both chose the same. So I've got to take a risk here and there. All right, so over, under, and goals. Jordan Greenway over the next 16 games. That's set at four. You think he'll score more, uh, more under. than four? No, no way in hell. Oh, no way in hell. Why do you say that? He's not a goal scorer. He's just not a goal scorer? I mean, but but he does create opportunities. He's been, nah, he's, he's not going to get no. Okay. Well, Zane picked the over on that one, surprisingly. Okay. I thought he would have been an under, but I, I think I'm actually going to have to dig the under on that one as well. I could see him getting up to four goals, but I can't see him getting more than that. I just think he's more of a playmaker, physical guy, hitting people. Um, 
you name it. So, going on to Matt Dumba now. His number is set at three goals. You think he'd be over or under that mark? In I'll the take the mark. over. Really? Yep. You're 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 being a little optimistic on him, aren't you? Sure. Why not? Why not? All right. So, Zane picked the under. I'm gonna have to go with the under on that one as well. I think he maybe could get three. So I can fucking beat so, you guys. Fine. So, okay. So yeah, if you, well, that's not guaranteed. I mean, what makes you think Dumba's gonna get over three goals? I just you just feel it, or yeah, why not? I know it's a why not, but is there is there something? Is he because been... he's gonna be on the fucking power play and he's gonna get multiple opportunities for one time or slap shot or any kind of shot? He's fine. Okay. All right. I mean, that that's definitely a doable. I was just thinking about maybe taking the over, but I don't know. I think it's just going to be under on that one. I, I got to right. be different as well. So, all right. Now, Jared Spurgeon, over under four goals. What do you got? I'll take the under. Take the under. Okay. Yep. Okay. That's big. All right. Zane, of course, chose the over. Me, JJ, Jake. I don't know, man. Oh, four goals. I am going to take the over. Screw it. <laughs> I'm going to take the over because you know what? I think Spurgeon is going to get a lot of opportunities. I think he's going to capitalize. He's just going to go on fire. All right, so that finishes the over-under for goals here. Now let's move on to points. First one up, Kevin Fiala over the month of March. Is he going to be over or under 10 points? Uh... I'll take the under. Wow. Okay. I think Zane picked the over as well. I'm going to say he's going to continue on his hot spell. I'm going to take the over on that one. I like it. I like his chances on that. He's been playing phenomenal lately, like we were talking about. He's a good asset to this team. He's a, he's a, he's a Swiss or, or Czech guy or whatever you want to call him. Um, but he's doing well. I think, I think he's going to get at least 11 points over this next 16 games. If we want to be – I'll tell you this, though, Bubs. If if the Wild want to have any shot in, in in making the wild card, if they're gonna make a wild card, it will be because Fiala had about over the next over the next month of March, you'll have about eleven points or more. He's gonna okay. be a big reason why we're in that position. If he do, if he gets under, I don't think we're gonna make the playoffs. Okay, that's the way it is. All right, now Eric Stahl, eight points. Over or under on that one? Under. Under. Okay. Zane picked the over on that. I'm going to have to – I don't know. I'm going to take the over on that one as well. I'm, I'm going to be a little optimistic. I, I, I think realistically I would choose – I think realistically I would choose the under, but I want to cheer for Stahl to get points out there. And now I have an incentive to do so more. So I'm going to take the over on that one. All right. Jonas Brodin, four points. Over or under? I'll take the over. Okay. Zane picked the under on that one. I'm going to take the over as well. I think he will. He's been doing well. He's been creating opportunities here lately. I think he will get over that mark over the next 16 games. All right. And the last player on the points over under, Marcus Foligno, your bud. Is he going to be over or under five points? Mm, I'll say under. Your guy, your captain, he's gonna get under five points. Yeah, it doesn't mean it doesn't mean he's not a good player, even if he doesn't get stats. I know, I know, it's all about the locker room presence, but I, I mean, the guy could still do something. 
I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm honestly going to take the under as well on this one. I think he'll do a lot of things on the ice that aren't going to be registered in the stat sheets, like obviously building up that locker room chemistry and hitting guys, getting physical, but I don't think he'll get more than five points as well. Well, we all put, picked the under on that one, and that was my first under on the list. I picked over on all of them. You picked, except for Felino. you picked under on all of them except for Brodeen, who's going to get over four points allegedly. All right, so let's move on to the last part of the over-under wins. Do you think over the next 16 games, the Wild will have more than 17 wins or under? Under. Under? If they get under that amount, they're they're going to be under 17 wins? They got a fuck. So how many games are in fucking March? 16? 16. There's no way in hell. You said over. That doesn't make sense now. Over under seven wins. You said 17. Seven team wins. Seven team wins. Like team wins. I'll just say the over just because. Okay, yeah, seven team wins, not the number 17. I'm talking literally about yeah, I get seven it now, dumbass. team wins. All right, so Zane picked the over on that one as well. I'm going to have to pick the over on that one. I think the water are going to keep staying hot on that seven team wins. Now Alex Stalock. Is he going to have over under six wins over the next 16 games? Under. Really? Why do you say that? I just feel like I have better odds saying under. Yeah, but that, but then Dubnik has to get some wins then. Sure. Okay, that means he's gonna get some wins because you do you did project to have the over on the yeah team wins of seven. Now you have him under six wins, so therefore Dubnik has got to come on and have a hot start. Well, I, I disagree. I think he's gonna be the over. Zane picked the over on that as well. I think Stalock will definitely have the opportunities there and it'll be present for him to get more than six wins the way he's been playing he's been doing fantastic i think that will continue he'll continue to win games when he's playing well so that does it for the wild take segment and that about wraps up this episode of the wild takes podcast episode number seven i believe it is mm-hmm. bubba i really appreciate you being on for the first time in a long time i'm yeah, glad I gotta that do my part. the responsibilities didn't catch up to you so much do you have any final closing words? Any, any other thoughts? Any hot takes on the wild? Anything you think is going to happen? What do you want to close off on? Just fucking make the playoffs. And if you don't make the playoffs, everybody's losing their job. Like, who do you mean by losing their job? Everybody had 10,000 takes. So that's like the bet right now that if, if they don't, if they don't. Um, yeah, it's not a bit. It's going to happen if it doesn't happen. If it doesn't happen, we all need to lose our jobs. Yep. Makes no sense. Well, I mean, what what do you give the odds right now that the Wild make the playoffs? Uh, 60-40. 60-40 that they do or don't? Don't. They don't make the playoffs. 60-40 that they don't. Well, then we're at, we're at a 60% chance that we lose our jobs. <laughs> Shit happens, boys. Well, I think I think the Wild I think the Wild definitely have I don't know, it's hard to say at this point if they'll make the playoffs, but it just comes down to is it just going to be another first-round exit? I don't know. But moving forward, I hope the Wild best, the best in, the, in this, month of Mar- this month of March, their last full month of the season as they go toll in for the – or they, as they rush in for that 
brutal and and hectic wild card race. I hope they do well. I hope they make the playoffs. I just love seeing them in the NHL. I just love seeing them in the, in the playoffs. No matter, yeah. even if they're going to lose, it's just fun. But I hope to wish the best for them. I hope come Monday morning and when you when everybody's listening to this that they will be in a wild card spot. But regardless of what happens in the Washington game, they're right in the middle of it. And they've come a long way since the beginning of the season when they started one and seven. Why are you rolling your eyes? What the hell? Whatever. But Dean Evison, rooting for him, rooting for everybody on the wild. Alex, you have any other final final thoughts? No. All right, Bubs. Not tonight. Okay, Bubs. Well, he he you gave enough insight. I just appreciate you being on. Again, of course, I am JJ, journalist Jake, the greatest journalist to ever do it. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Why do you say that? Just God. Whatever. But anyway, follow us on 10,000 Takes on Twitter at 10,000TakesMN. Check us out on 10,000TakesMN.com. Follow us at 10,000Takes on Instagram. And, of course, follow us or like us on Facebook as well at 10,000Takes. Check us out on YouTube as well. This was another episode of the Wild Takes Podcast, guys. Have a good night. See you later. Bye. We play a